Hello everybody, my name is Dr Erica Spencer. I'm here as an independent candidate standing for the town of Ramsey. Um, why have I decided to stand as a candidate? Well, I've lived in Ramsey for the last 25 years. Uh, I'm very proud of Ramsey town and its people. I think the people of Ramsey are very much politically engaged because they want the best for their community. I decided that I would join the, the fight to achieve this and I thought the best way to do that is to stand as an MHK. Um, okay, and that's jumping sort of straight into to the deep end, I suppose. Did you consider sort of the, the commissioner's route first or was it kind of... Were you nudged by, by friends and peers, perhaps, to go for this role? I have, um, over the years, worked in various um, voluntary roles uh, for community projects, worked with the commissioners over things like Poldui Nature Reserve, etc. Um, I didn't really consider the commissioners because a lot of the... Um, changes which I feel need to be brought about are not just within our town, island-wide, and, you know, some of them, obviously, we are a small island nationally. A lot of the issues and, and dilemmas facing us at the moment are, are not just local things. They are, are national problems and often global problems, such as climate change. You have listed that as one of your um, priorities for us, um, climate change. Um, you're, you're an ecologist as well. Um, tell us a bit about your work and how that sort of ties into to how you see the island and, and particularly, as you mentioned, that priority there, climate change. Yeah, so I, I see climate change and I think most of us do as the biggest, the biggest issue really facing our world today and our future generations and it, it's obviously the onus is on us to try and uh, reduce carbon emission. Scientists are now saying that the 2050 goal that most of us, most countries are working towards is probably going to be too late. The climate is changing up, is, is heating up far quicker than we realised that we need to act now rather than tomorrow. I think there are things that we can all do individually. The Isle of Man, uh, as, as, a, as an island, as a biosphere, has a very strong part to play in this because a lot of the things that we do, other countries and the main UK look to us, for example, our territorial seas, the protection that we have, other countries such as Scotland are now coming to us to ask questions of how we set this protocol in place. So I think the things that we do today will have a huge impact on tomorrow. And I'm, I'm thinking of things like looking at each and every new development, seeing how we can put sustainability into our new houses, into our existing houses, how they can be retrofitted, how we can put smart meters in, how we can capture water, how we can reduce our carbon emissions. Things like transport is, is another big polluter. What we can do to get us off the road, but also give us the access to our jobs, our shops, etc. We'll have a look back over the past five years and how climate change has, uh, has been 
um, addressed by the outgoing administration. What do you make of that? Because obviously you mentioned there the 2050 target. That has been disputed over the past year or so. You know, uh, the Student Climate Network, for one, were coming forward saying 2035 would be a more reasonable target, mm. although perhaps even that too late. Where do you stand on, on what's been achieved so far and what needs to be addressed first and foremost if you were to get yourself through the door of the House of Keys? I think the the current government has done a very good job of laying down the foundations for the way forward. Um, one of the things that is currently going through uh, Royal Assent is the Isle of Man's application to join the Paris Agreement, which is a unilateral agreement between every country in, involved uh, to reduce climate emissions and ways, strategies that we can achieve this and also the financial input that we'll need to, to achieve this. So I think um, we've got, we've come a long way, but we need to speed this up and we need to critically look at how we can put that into practice. And it's been said that the language around this climate emergency has been perhaps too too severe, too emotive, it's been mentioned before. Where do you stand on that? Do you think we are really in the depths of a crisis now? Absolutely. Uh, I don't think anybody can deny that uh, our world appears to be changing. We're seeing on the news forest fires, flooding. Even at home, we're seeing um, Douglas Front, that there's more um, periods of, of flooding, of high weather, um, wind, high winds, etc., of sea level rise, coastal erosion. People have said that this is a natural process, and it may well be, but the scientists say that we are speeding up this natural process through our greenhouse gas emissions. Um, I, I think it's very difficult to deny that that is the case. Do you think in Ramsey that's still a, a strong issue for, the, for, for that constituency? Do you think that your cons potential constituents uh, would vote for you on the back of that? I think in Ramsey it's a particularly um, strong uh, issue that people are very concerned about for a whole host of reasons, uh, mainly because, of course, the people of Ramsey, of Ramsey are very concerned about our island, our world and the future generations. We're a community of people who are extremely switched on and, and we care passionately about the future uh, on a more local scale we we have um, a proposed uh, sea level rise wall which is going to alter the harbour and possibly reduce a lot of the car parking spaces which from a climate change point of view is not a bad thing from a business point of view is not a good thing um, so we have to reach a balance where we can uh, where we're able to fund the future that we want to see. But of course, um, the other issue, the other issue that a lot of people are talking about in Ramsey is the development on the South Beach. Um, this, at the moment, the proposal, um, I, I heard a radio interview by Robin Bromley Martin, um, which I believe is about a year or so old. He intends to take half a million square metres of sand from the existing Manx Marine Nature Reserve and pump it onto the beach, basically, extend the, um, the harbour wall and build 200 houses. Um, 
there, there are many climate change issues surrounding this. Um, the Manx Nature Reserve outside Ramsey, around Ramsey, was the first one to be designated because it was felt that that was probably the most important area to protect. Um, it has a number of reefs and eelgrass beds. Eelgrass is particularly efficient at capturing and keeping carbon as well as providing habitat for a number of marine creatures. Um, the whole uh, the whole process of losing the, the nature reserve will uh, will create a, a carbon deficit into the atmosphere. It will release carbon into the atmosphere. Um, so that, that is a big issue that people are looking at at the moment. Now, obviously, as of last week, Ramsey's become one of the most hottest contested constituencies on the island. We've got uh, many people standing. And for some of them, it seems off the back of these marina development plans. What What do you think would put you above the rest in terms of I, I assume you're you're fully opposed of those plans are you I'm fully opposed of the plans yes without a doubt as an ecologist it would be hypocritical I feel to support them having said that I'm not opposed to regeneration and I'm not opposed to change but it needs to be in the right place and it most definitely needs to be sustainable I believe that this building on the beach is neither sustainable or in the right place. So so just quickly, where would be the right place, do you think, in Ramsey? Well, we have a few smaller brownfield sites which could be looked into. Um, we have quite a large development down Gardner's Lane, which backs onto the Sulby River. Um, I understand that there is potential for a number of of houses to be built there and indeed that's something that the, de that the developers are looking into as I say they've built um, over a hundred houses already they're also looking at an area of land um, opposite Glen Alden uh, to put 180 houses there um, and that's on a, an, an agricultural field part of that goes into Lazare um, nobody wants to see greenfield sites lost but there is also a problem with housing and probably always will be on a small island especially providing housing opportunities for young people and people returning to the island yeah and that brings us to sort of this third priority you've mentioned i say third priority there's no particular order on this a priority is, is a priority but you've you've mentioned affordable housing so how do you expect i suppose to to build affordable housing particularly in ramsey i suppose without sort of drastic big developments well that that's a good question um, I think we need to look at this in several ways, uh, not necessarily building more housing, but at the moment the, um, the help that's available to young people is not really realistic. Um, the housing, the Alaman Housing Report 2020 uh, highlighted that an awful lot of houses are now being sold over the 250000 price um, and that the um, help for young people is capped at a much lower price. So it's it's becoming more and more difficult for young people to get on the housing ladder without a, a, a really big um, 
investment, which often they, they just cannot find, especially if they've been to university and they're paying off university fees. So we need to look at the way that we support and help. Uh, and there are, uh, there are quite a few initiatives and incentives out there that we can look at. Yes, we do need more housing in Ramsey. We need that housing to be uh, near transport so people can use the local skipper buses as much as possible to be as near as possible to the shops, to facilities, to schools. But we need to look at um, where is available. We need to look at the capacity for our schools and our health centre, our hospital and our doctors. And then we need to make the right decisions for the people in the right places at the right time. It is a complex issue. It's probably not something that you know I can really talk to for too long because otherwise the 20 minutes will have gone. Um, but it's certainly something that's high on my priority. I'm noticing list. a pattern sort of within your priorities that they're quite secular, I suppose. You've gone from climate change, affordable housing mentioning there about uh, responsible development, and then back to public transport you've mentioned there. So do you see yourself as, as almost a green candidate? I know we obviously we've got, we've got the Isle of Man Green Party, so why stand as an independent? Because there are other issues that, that I'm also very much concerned about. There's our economy. I think that uh, our economy needs to move a lot more towards technology, to the digital age, um, to renewables. I think the social facilities for young people, for the elderly particularly, who are feeling um, very isolated after COVID. There's, we need to develop a lot more of uh, uh, facilities for people Yes, in Ramsey, but also across the Isle of Man. We need community hubs where people can meet up. Um, our health and well-being, we've seen, particularly in Ramsey, we've seen a change to the way people can access their doctors, etc. Um, and I believe from what people have told me that a lot of people feel that they're no longer supported. Um, so we need to change that. We need to be proactive on supporting people in how they can um, choose more healthy lifestyles, etc. No, I'm not a green warrior. And yes, I am a green warrior. Because if we don't have a healthy environment, we don't have anything really. And nothing else will fall into place unless we can keep our environment, our biodiversity in tip-top condition because that's what we rely on for our for life to sustain life now let's look at the the job itself the one you're on your target uh, right now being an mhk do you think you you have what it takes i would like to think that i have what it takes um, i've worked in several government departments i know the way government works I'm not afraid to bang the drum. I'm not afraid to raise people's issues. I am more than happy to listen to what people have to say, to act as their democratic representative, and to air their voices on the political arena. Um, I have the confidence and the experience to do that and to take questions and issues to the right people to find the answers.
And what do you make of sort of the current function of government, how it works at the moment? Um, do you, do you, have you been down to a House of Keys sitting? Do you listen across? And, and what do you make of sort of question time and, and that whole function? Do you think the emphasis should be on questions or is it really what a politician actually, do you think actions speak louder than words is what I'm trying to say? Yes, I, I do think actions speak louder than words. I, I have been down to question times and I have listened um, to try and gain experience. I would like to see a more um, cohesive government. I would like to see government departments working together, being aware of what each other are doing. I'd like to see government working with more non-government organisations. Um, I don't think there's anything hugely wrong with our government, but I think we have a new direction to take. And I think that direction needs to make all of us on the Isle of Man feel that we are included and that we are important. But I think I, I decided to stand as an MHK because I feel I've reached a time in my life where I, I want to make a difference. I, I want to be able to give something back. Oh, it sounds a bit cheesy, I know. But I want to make a difference. I've got the confidence and the experience to do that. And where do you see yourself as a politician within the court? Do you see yourself as a backbencher or perhaps even the heights of a, of a ministerial role? You've got uh, experience in the environment, of course. So do you see yourself in DEFA? To be honest, I hadn't really thought that far ahead. Um, and that's the truth. Um, at the moment, I'm at the stage of talking to as many people as I can to find out what issues there are um, to try and bring all of this together, make sense of it in my own head and try and um, set a clear objective that people can either decide, well, that's what we like, mm. we can vote for her or, or that's what we don't like yeah. and we'll vote for somebody else. Um, at the moment, as you know, we've, we've, there's, there's seven of us, mm -hmm. the band of seven. And um, so I think this is just providing more confusion, really, for people, mm -hmm. um, which, which is difficult at this time because we're asking people to choose two people, to choose two, and yet we're all coming up with policies and we're all... Yeah, so I think this is a very difficult time for individuals and, and I'd like at the moment to, to put my focus on trying to bring that together from my own point of view and saying, look, these are my main objectives and they're based on what you've told me are your issues at mm. the moment and then the future will, well, it'll be what it'll be. And that brings us quite nicely to my last question, which, it, or my last point to put to you, I suppose, is uh, obviously, like you mentioned, seven candidates for Ramsey. You've got a minute or so now just to tell us why somebody <laughs> should vote for you above, um, uh, above the rest. Um, makes me think of the film, The Magnificent Seven. Good Ivy Yule Brennan, please. Um, why should you vote for me? Well, that is a very good question. Um, now I'm put on the spot. <laughs> Um, vote for me because I'm more than happy to listen and I imagine your issues are my issues as well. Um, I'm confident and I'm passionate enough to take questions 
and anything else to the right people, as I say. Bang the drum for Ramsey and fly the flag for the Isle of Man. <laughs>